Do it again. Of all the gin joints in all the towns in all the world. You're listening to Drinks, Jokes, and Storytelling. A martini, shaken, not stirred. Don't try and church it up, son. You can't handle the truth. I am big. The picture that got small. Your first one's on us. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Drinks, Jokes, and Storytelling. I'm your host, Mark Rigadon, and with me, as always, Richie Byrne and your producer, Soul Joel. Today is a very legend day. Ve- this is legend. not only is he a legend, he's my mentor. He's, he was the first guy to really oh, let's, show let's, me let's what let's the Let's dig this hole like. deeper, okay? Yeah. <laughs> legend. He has a three and a half foot. Cr- <laughs> let's just keep going. Uh, but. Uh, one of my favorite people on the entire planet, DJ Hazard. DJ Hazard, ladies oh. and gentlemen. Gentlemen, scholars. If thank you, you so don't much. know who DJ is, that's okay. Most people don't. No, they probably don't. <laughs> <laughs> but he is he is a comics comic. Comics comics no DJ. Yeah, you can go you, to the highest go anywhere. comic on the planet and ask them. You say DJ Hazard. And they all say the same thing. Mm. DJ Hazard's mm. the man. It's the weirdest thing. I was doing a I was on this dating site. <laughs> and, Perfect segue. Yeah, and, and uh, I noticed somebody looked at me, and she was in Nebraska, okay? But she had a kind of nice look about her. And I just kind of like, we, we started chatting. And then her son goes by, because she's divorced, but her son's like in the 20s and stuff like that. And, and who, who's that? Who's that? The DJ has it. Oh, he's funny. <laughs> That's probably the biggest reach wow. ever. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. Her son said that. Yeah, in Nebraska. So, 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 her, him and I—he was the first comic that I was on a paid show, and I opened up for him. So that's what DJ means to me. And yeah. the funny after that, I really—he's one of the first for me. Really? Not the first, but the first where Same I. Same here. One of the first. It was uh, in uh, Mike Kinney's room, Lake Ontario Playhouse. Yeah. And, and see, I, I am a, I am kind of. Yeah. Bring you guys around. Feel like no, chicken it's, tonight. It's a, Remember, you used to do the. Untie my ankles oh, in the God, morning. Yes, oh yes, my yes. God! <laughs> but what really amazed me is that um, I came and hung out one night right after that to Dangerfields, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden, for whatever night it was, it was during the week. There was a huge college crowd that came in, yeah. and you got in your head, which most comics do, and you're like, "What? Well, you've seen my act? These kids are gonna hate me!" Right. right. And you went on stage and murdered that room. <laughs> my mom uh, murdered. You my, murdered. Oh, my wife says this about DJ. She goes, "You could put DJ in front of a room of kindergartners." And you can put DJ in front of a room in a prison. He'll kill and Either do the way. same stuff. Yeah. I've done the prison. <laughs> seriously. <laughs> seriously. And, and not his act. No, no, seriously, I did at least one prison. And uh, it was uh, up in Massachusetts with Bridgewater State, Walpole, I don't know those things. And, and uh, Lenny Clark uh, and a whole bunch of us, the, the Comedy Connection, put us together. And there was like three acts Lenny Clark was hosting a whole shebang. T- two, two funny things. One... one <laughs> One thing, my opening line is like, you can never do it anywhere else again, right? <laughs> but I go out there, and, and they get a nice, nice bunch of guys, you know, and I say, how you guys doing? They all knew Lenny. Yeah, yeah. But, <laughs> yeah, you know, but, but they're, very, they're very warm. It's almost like doing the, the, the USO shows, you know what I mean? They're happy. <laughs> and and uh, how you guys? <sighs> they, they told me to do 15 to 20. I, I said, minutes, right? <laughs> <laughs> but my intro, my intro, okay? It's uh, it's it's a it's a prison within a prison where there's no guns on the inside. So you go through this one 
set of walls, and then there's like a moat, and then no more guns, no more sharps. They they, they, they search your stuff and everything. Then you go inside, even the guards set up guns, stuff like that. And it looks like a high school hallway. It's just that white tile kind of stuff going on, yeah. and the color coding all over the place. And so there's doors. There's like blue door, red door, yellow door, green door, going down the hallway. And the, our guy who's brought us there, he's like giving us the whole, you know, rundown before we go on stage through the door. And, the, you know... The, I'm the, I'm facing the other way. Everybody's facing, and I see this guard come down, and, and he op- and he goes down to like the, not the red door, not the green door, but the blue door. Takes out his keys, opens it up. I see there's like a toilet and a sink in there. This is it. Comes out right, goes away right. So we're about to go on stage, and then he goes, wait a second, wait a second, I gotta t- take a piss. <laughs> and I go oh, right, no. right down there, the blue the blue door. He goes, how the fuck you know that? <laughs> so <laughs> he gives me, you do, ladies and gentlemen. This guy says it's his first time here. <laughs> but he knows his way around here a little too fucking well. That's funny. Oh, my God. That's funny. That's really... Now, you would say you can only do the joke once, right? If yeah. I, I opened the... U, I, did the, I was the first comedian to ever perform at the United Nations. Yeah. And uh, I got on stage and said... Uh, Anybody here from out of town? <laughs> <laughs> Three Americans laughed and everybody else raised their hand. <laughs> Was it a room full of Joels? Oh. <laughs> That's cool. That's cold. Yeah, I love when DJ be- goes, Richie, are you sore? Because that was a stretch. <laughs> <laughs> Thank I, I Thank, gonna- thanks for bringing up a joke that no one heard the, the setup to. No, but that was, I loved it. I, they're psychic, they know. But everybody knows DJ, and right. everybody has a DJ story. No matter where I go, if I, especially if it's a comic who has any kind of Boston roots, mm-hmm. I always immediately go, like, hey, I'm really good friends with DJ Hazard. And I got to meet one of my heroes, who you have a great history with, but Bobcat Goldwyn. Oh, yeah, yeah. He has the career I would kill someone for. He makes great movies, and he does stand-up, and he just does whatever he wants. Nobody tells him what to do. And uh, I went to the Woodstock Film Festival mm-hmm. and watched his Bigfoot movie. It was the first time they were playing it. And I go up to him, and I tell him that I'm friends with you. And he immediately like, oh, you're a Boston guy. And I go, no, 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 I live in New York. He actually DJs from where I live in Astoria. DJ was born and raised there. And, you know, it, and he was, so then he just kept talking to me about Boston shit. It's great that Boston's getting another club. And uh, mm-hmm. I, I don't know anything about Boston. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> so he wasn't listening to you at all. Not at all. He just heard DJ. He heard got DJ. excited. Boston guy. He didn't care. When Bobcat was first starting it out, he started out in Syracuse, New York. Him and uh, Barry Crimmins and Tom Kenny were all uh, part of a little. Bob really? Kenny, SpongeBob. Yeah. What, and, yeah. and, uh, and were they in college together there or were they They're, from there? Uh, yeah, cause, uh, I don't know. They're somewhere. They're different ages. So, mm-hmm. but okay. Skinnyatlas, New York, outside of Syracuse, Syracuse right? Yeah. So that's how a Bobcat got his name because uh, they, they all hung around together. And Barry was Bearcat, Tom was Tomcat, and Get Bob was Bobcat. Here, really? And he, he kept it as part oh, of his professional name. The Cat Brothers. <laughs> yeah. Get out of here! Yeah. And Look at that. Once in Blue Moon, we called Kremens, got to get arrested, assault. Uh, Bearcat. Hey, Bearcat, what's up? And uh, but when. He came I mean, sooner or later. Everybody would come to, through Boston and, and, and like just like try to do a weekend or gig or something. They go, "This is I'm not ever leaving here. This is amazing because yeah. we're making oodles of money. There's tons and tons and tons of work." So, uh, Goldthwait comes out because you know Barry knew him, so Barry you know, let, putting him up and stuff like that. He's a young kid, little pudgy, innocent kid. Had a great act. Is he was just starting that crazy mm-hmm. thing. Character. It used to be his closing bit. 
where he's reading a Dear John letter. You know, and but the rest of his act was like totally. It's like nice clay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know. And so, so I'm driving around one day. We're we're just we're doing stuff, and and he's just trying to find his. You know, asking a million questions about Boston, about this, about that. And he goes, "What do you, what do you do about taxes?" And I'm driving around. I'm thinking. I'm thinking. I said, "I don't have any jokes about taxes." <laughs> 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 a couple years later, that would all change. I had plenty of jokes about that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, God. All right. So how we usually start every show? Yes. Is we talk well about how we say we usually start, but we don't. This was just our intro to DJ. Yes. yes. This is going yes. uphill from here. Yes. The, uh, we usually talk about our guest, what their favorite drink is. Oh. And I'm gonna. I, I have an idea. When I think of DJ yeah. Hazard, I think Grand Marnier. Because you introduced me to it. I've never had it before. I was trying to, you know, talk to you. Classic. <laughs> <laughs> we, we threw it in our coffee. We're not going to edit this episode. <laughs> well, you, had, you had him at hello. <laughs> yeah, this is going to post as is. This is very little work for the producer. <laughs> Mark's the only one when you go, you want a Grand Marnier? He goes, no, it'll only tell my senses later when you're fucking me. <laughs> I prefer to keep it. <laughs> you, you put the grin in Manier. <laughs> we, but you put it in coffee, and it was so good. I, oh, it's but very I good. put it in coffee, and then I used to uh, I put Kahlua in beer. Really? Uh, yeah. Shot, oh shot of Kahlua in, like, in a nice uh, PBR. Yeah. It's like oh, chocolate that beer. Sounds good. No, but, try but, that. but my favorite one single drink is uh, I was living a million years ago with a, a gal, and uh, uh, she's still alive. I didn't, you know. And. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> And uh, I was out of work. She lives in the flower garden up back. Yes. She's, uh, she's in the flowers. Flowers are into her. But uh, <laughs> so she, I was out of work. I don't know what the deal was, but I was like really kind of like sponging off her for a while. Feeling kind of but we had a pantry, a walk-in pantry off the kitchen that I cleared out. And I, I had a CB radio. This is how far back it goes. <laughs> and I built a, a base you, station. You still do. I've seen your phone. <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> Yes, I've, I've got the uh, DJ. Do you have a brick in your pocket? That's no, my phone. If you can see DJ's phone. It's got a rotary on it. Yes. <laughs> you heard of Obama phones? This is a Lincoln phone. Uh, no. <laughs> so, I, so I, I the pantry, the walk-in pantry, off of the kitchen. I, I built the base station for the CB stuff because this is like your know, breaker, breaker, and and and, and right. convoy, all that stuff going on. It was like uh, I don't even know what it was. The seventies somewhere and mid seventies and. Uh, Said I, I uh, it was a mobile unit, but I, I put a base antenna out the window, stuff like that. And there's a lot of highways, yeah. like right where I live. All they, they all kind of merged together, and so I would stay up all night helping truckers, you know, because back then there was no internet. I had maps and stuff like right. that, and I, I'd monitor the the, the truckers and, and and help them out. This was, was at a time when you were out of work. Out of work. Out of work and thinking. I don't Who really need some help. I don't need to get a job. Let yeah. me do this. Yeah. Okay. And there was nothing else in the pantry. Except <laughs> That's why he's yeah. the greatest of yeah. all time. And she hadn't cleared off the top shelf yet. And on the top shelf, there was a bottle of doors and a bottle of Coke. And I just, that was the only thing around. So I put doors and Coke. And that became like my favorite drink for really? billions, billions of years. Yeah. I like a good doors. There you go. Coke. Yeah. But I think as soon as we're done recording, we're walking over to Brady's. And oh, a we're PBR getting a PBR and a Kahlua. Kahlua. Yeah. I think you're right. Yeah, <laughs> I think you're right. I think uh, 
we should cut this short. I, that was I, think, I think we should go one at a time right now and keep the show going. <laughs> it, Barry Crimmins again, okay? Our RIP. When we're doing the running the dingo together, and it was it was an afternoon or early evening, it was before the show started. Something. Like Barry's behind the bar, setting everybody up. And uh, DJ, what do you want? And uh, I said, oh, you know, you know, doers of coke. He goes, yes, I'll follow yet. You know, you can't taste. You, you put it, well, it's diet coke too at the time. Okay, mm-hmm. doers of diet coke. You can't fit. You can't taste doers. That's a waste of doers. You put it in diet coke. I said, yeah. Come on, try me. We did a blind taste test, okay? And he did like a uh, uh, speed rack beer, a uh, speed rack uh, scotch. Scotch. And, 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 and the, right? And I, went, and I looked to him. And he said, that's the doers. He goes, son of a bitch. I said, yeah, man, the, 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 the well, it tastes like gasoline. Yeah, you can tell. Yeah, yeah. I you can tell. <laughs> so the second thing we do is we, uh, the jokes. We so do now the we drinks. Now it's time to. And now it's time. Doers and Diet Coke. Doers and Diet Coke. Now, now we need a And joke. PBR and Kahlua. Wait, when I was, when I was on the wagon, it would be uh, shots of tequila and Heineken. <laughs> <laughs> hey, well, we had Dr. He, Oz he, on. He the won't podcast. quit. <laughs> and he. We talked about his drink, and it was tequila, mm-hmm. and he gave us all the... And I, but he started out with kale. But he, he, start, the, but he, he was talking about how the health, it's a healthier uh, oh, alcohol. Yeah. Remember he said, and, I, and it, it made me so mad later, because I should have been like, even when you drink, you have to think about what's healthier. Like yeah, the, yeah, yeah. But yeah. you just said that, you know, tequila, and he says it's healthier than other There's always these ads that pops up on the internet, these ads with over the sidebar. With yeah, the, that's yeah, not yeah, him. Yeah. No, but he's always hold up some piece of goo or something. Yeah, like yeah, that. but that's no, all no, 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 illegal no. shit. Yeah, I know, yeah, I know. Yeah. But uh, you know, it's, it's he's always like some piece of snot or something. Like yeah. that. And he says, "You'd be amazed what this can do for your sign or you know, whatever your sex life, whatever." Yeah. <laughs> I always still think of you too. When uh, we used to do the road together, you you had you had the road down to a science. You're like diet Mountain Dew. And beef jerky. Yeah. And so you don't fall asleep behind the wheel. I'm like, he's amazing. It's like, well, <laughs> I found out all over North America, you know, uh, uh, parallel thinking, a lot of other guys and gals all around the country somehow came across it themselves as well. So you have minions. All... It wasn't minions. They, <laughs> no, they, you have minions. On, I know. on their own, we all came out with the same, the same oh. biochemistry. Oh, I see. Oh, yeah. yeah. You, okay. You weren't mentoring no, them. We needed ultimate caffeine. And most okay. of them are dead. Yes. <laughs> it's good to I, see you, DJ. Thanks for coming on. Thank God. I, I, you know, I, I quit the diet Mountain Dew <laughs> just in time. That's that stuff. That stuff has like insecticide. No, in it, it. it's yeah. Yeah. any yeah. drink that's neon green. Yeah, probably not good. Antifreeze. Yeah, but Mountain Dew, diet Mountain Dew, and beef jerky. Okay, because what you want is no sugar because that's gonna make you sleepy. Right. You want protein because that's good. And uh, beef jerky. You want some little little. You know, that's it. You, just, you don't want to stay up all night. Stay up all night. You don't want to get sleep. You don't want to get carved out. You, get, you don't want to fall asleep in the wheel. Diet Mountain Dew. I nature. still remember that, man. Yeah. Ten yeah. years later. Yeah. Have, yeah. You, have you utilized it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. See? Yeah. Here we go. <laughs> Look I'll, at our builds. We all <laughs> utilize yeah. Well, yeah. When I'm not driving, I've been utilizing some other things. But <laughs> uh, I, I was walking down the Hudson River yesterday, and this nice couple, they came in. This, they were just tourists, stuff like that. And, and we're talking about this. Oh, you ever, you ever come down to Charleston? I said, oh, I'll have to have you. Go, hey, well, if, if you love to eat, they'll have you, right? And I said, dude, look, look at me. And he looked at himself, too, Patner. I said, I said this is, he says, yeah, this is a work in progress. I, I patted my stomach. I said, this is a Sistine Chapel, dude. <laughs> Lots of work in. <laughs> so the second part of our show, what we usually do is we tell uh, street jokes. Now, DJ, when you were doing, so when you were out and touring, mm-hmm. did you have a lot of people after the show come over to you and go, 
I got a joke. I got a joke for you. A lot of times it'd be the most racial right. thing. It's like, you know, as far as they start, like, well, two blah, blah, walking. Oh, hey, hi. Nice to see you later. Yeah. Look yeah. over both shoulders. Yeah. Yeah. Or, or it's 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 some horribly sexist, misogynist. Something that I found yeah, funny yeah. was is not only, I used to think, do I have a face that says, come over and tell me your racist joke? Yeah, yeah, yes, yeah, you yeah, do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Well, <laughs> but it doesn't matter what race you are because it's something that happened recently. No, yeah. Is I had you don't want to know the jokes I want to tell you. It's it's his handlebar mustache right now. Yeah, it's that seventies porn look you got going. No, but I have people from other races coming over to me and telling me they're racist. It's you. It's you. Yes, you have that look. Like he'll appreciate this. Are they telling you racist jokes about other races or about their own? About other races. They're being racist as well. So they think I want to be in on their. The Latins don't like blacks. Or that the blacks don't like Latin. And I think you do. Oh, I love hearing them. <laughs> There's a perverted. <laughs> hey, I can listen to a joke and not believe in it. Right. <laughs> but, but there's a perverted beauty in that. That everybody's the same. Everybody's, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we all. Everybody, hate. Everybody's got racial jokes. <laughs> right. <laughs> everybody. Every. Every yeah. race yeah. thinks the same, and we all hate the Mexicans. It's, it's, right. Yeah. It's like it's like, it's like, yeah, it's like the the thing the the cave drawing with the, the dog chasing the cat, the cat chasing the mouse, the mouse chasing the whatever, the bird, the bird, the worm, whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah. Fish. Yeah. We, and you used to spend like a quarter of the year in Canada, so I can only imagine what Canadian jokes you probably used to hear. Or they were so weird. <laughs> <laughs> Canada is like I, you know, I've got I was there so much. I'm practically a I don't know a charter comedian, you know, a Canadian. I mean, and and they they actually would forget that I was from the states. Because you spent so much time there. Spent so much time there, and I was a nice guy. And they said, "Dude, we keep forgetting you're from the states. You're you're a nice guy." <laughs> and, and, what and, does that mean? Well, I guess they had a lot of guys come up who were just kind of like, not Jim necessarily not nice guys, but they're. I mean, they're, I would always ask. We're around. way more aggressive yeah. than them. But but yeah, oh yeah, very very. Now when I played yeah. Montreal, I felt those were some of the most aggressive people. But you, well, that's totally different. Than the rest yeah. of but you did Calgary and and Edmonton, yeah, right? Yeah, like all, all those the plains like, and yeah yeah Toronto and and I would and Winnipeg and uh, I would always when I had some kind of new joke that down here was like Greyhound bus or or something like you know some kind of weird thing i asked him what do you call it up here before i go before i got stage right because i never wanted to be that, that american comic who goes oh i went to this halloween party oh uh you guys have halloween up here right 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 <laughs> yeah yeah like you can't acclimate yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. i um yeah. i do that all the time like i hate one even just like uh, i have a joke about a 7-eleven and i'll go i'll be on stage and go shit they don't have 7-Eleven here. What do they have yeah, here? Right. I forgot to ask. I always forget to ask. Costco. You should always go, your version of. Yeah. 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 Costco's Price Club, except in Montreal, it's, it's Club Price. Oh, yeah? Oh, really? Yeah. And they, they don't have, it's, it's uh, in Montreal especially, it's uh, not KFC, it's PFC, because it's like poulet. Whatever. Really? Yeah. Instead of chicken or whatever. I don't know what they're doing. Yeah. <laughs> I just, I just want to. I'll ask. I'll fill in the blanks. Okay. All this. You know. What, what do you call this? What do you call this? What do you call this? I do the joke. I get a standing ovation. I'm the only guy who doesn't get the joke. <laughs> <laughs> but they love it. Uh, that's funny. The band. Yes. The band. So what's uh, what's one of your street jokes? Okay. A bunch of guys, you know, get, like you know, like our age, where they're always hanging around for since since school and stuff like that, hanging around, good, really good friends, and and all of them very successful things like that. They're all really good looking guys, except that there's always that the, the one guy, he's uglier than than you know, ugly, and but he's a good guy, hangs around with them stuff like that. He, he, he's a virgin too, he just never, 
you know, never had a chance because you're just so freaking ugly, okay? <laughs> so they're out drinking, okay, one night. And the other guys are kind of like talking to themselves while he's in the bathroom. Hey, listen, why, why don't we why don't we put our money together and get him like, you know, a, a nice high-class call girl, you know, and, and have her come in here and make it seem like it's a, you know, a fate, you know, kind of an act, you know. They, yeah, good idea. So they get a hold of somebody who knows somebody who knows somebody, right? And and, and they, they meet her at the door and stuff. Like, she's beautiful. She's, oh, my God. She's like this tall, beautiful. I mean, she's like almost like android beautiful. You know what I mean? She's that beautiful. She's like perfect, right? And and they, they, so there's a thousand bucks, right? So she goes, well, where's the guy? And they point at her and go, he goes, she goes, ooh, that's a, this is going to be a $2,000 job, okay? They say, oh, okay, so they pony up, okay? So she kind of like sits next to the bar and they kind of like, you know, catch each other's eyes and hey, they start talking. Hey, hi. He's, he's like having a ball, right? And, and, and so finally she goes, hey, uh, you know, um, I, I don't like this kind of scene. I'm thinking of getting you. You like you want to uh, you know, come up to my place? Yeah, yeah. So it goes up to her place, right? And for a guy who was, you know, looking the way he did, and with the lack of experience that he did, he did a nice job. He was very sweet, very gentle, and she actually didn't mind it that much, right? So she's kind of feeling kind of bad before he leaves, and she goes, "You know, um, I got to tell you that uh, your friends paid me two thousand dollars to sleep with you." He goes, "Oh." How much to tell them I was the best fuck you ever had? <laughs> DJ has that's it. DJ, you have one of my favorite uh, lines that you do on stage when you go. Uh, no matter what, uh, you you'll probably have to take it over because I'm going to mess this up. This is the only job that w- where somebody oh complains. Oh oh, oh. wait, I'm, uh, this, uh, that could go a couple different ways. Where, where are we going? The horse? Yes, 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 yes. yes, yes, yes. <laughs> I could go yes, a couple yes, of yes, different yes, ways. Yes, yeah. Uh, and I say, uh, uh, I, I talk to the crowd. I say, okay, how many people here? By then, you know, people would talk to me or just admit, raise their hand. How many people here, myself included, has ever at one point said, said to yourself or said out loud, whether I can't do that, I'll lose my job? And then it's thinking, how does this apply to being a comedian? I mean, you, you guys be calling the club. The, the next day, right? Yeah, the guy who fucked the horse on stage. <laughs> When's he coming back? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I fucking love hanging out with you. The best. Uh, we um yes, we have very fond feelings towards DJ because. We created some great shit together. Is this an intervention or something? No, no. (laughs) No. I'm trying to figure out a good way to go into this, and I just can't figure it out. I think I got a segue here. The three of us were all part of something pretty magical. I think. We were involved in a play a couple of years ago. Yes. Called The Boom. The Boom. Written by Vinny Nardiello. If we don't say that, he'll kill us. It was like three years ago, September. It'll be three years. It'll be three years in the fall, yeah. And Mark directed it. Yes. And... DJ and I were in it, and uh, we had Dan Stern, Dan Stern, um, Kara Jackson, Melissa Stokowski, yeah, yeah, and what? And Mike Albanese was running the lights and yeah. sound. It was, and we did a lot of rehearsal right here at the comic. Yes, we you know we did. That's yeah, right. yeah, a lot. I gotta tell you guys, it was every rehearsal felt so magical as the director to watch you guys work because you guys brought so much to it. And my favorite We had thing. to. We, we weren't getting much direction. <laughs> I was about to give you a health part. Uh, I, I was after the, every night of the play, people would come over to me and like, you directed that. That was so amazing. And I'd have to just look at them and go, I didn't have to do shit. They, yeah. they, were, they were amazing. You did, though. We had a lot uh, of fun. All I had to do is tell... 
which direction the boat should go. I did, but I did like your when you would say you would say I don't don't make me direct you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, you, that was like I a big working. thing. You're like, please don't, <laughs> don't. If if I have to, I will, but don't make me direct you. And I and I got what you meant by that. I wanted that. you guys to find it all on yeah. your own. I had it in my head how I wanted it to go, but then you guys would bring stuff to the table oh. that was like I. I can't see it the other way now. Pe- right. You guys are right. People out there in podcast land, this is a play about when comedians are on the road, they used to put us up in hotels while we're you know, playing Working. a certain club in the middle of nowhere, right? And then the clubs finally realize it's much more cost-effective to buy a condo. Right. And, and, and never do anything to keep it up. You know yeah. what I mean? These, these were fuck, like the crack houses. Fuck, the name yeah. of that show could have been Fuck the Comics. Yeah. <laughs> because, <laughs> yeah. Because it's really how it is. Yeah. You know, like, well, well, where are we going to put the comics? Fuck the comics. We'll, yes. we'll get a room in the back. We'll how, get you a know, warehouse. Yeah. We'll put a little. And that's, what, that's yeah. where the play took place in this condo. In this condo. There's always this ratty little condo where, like, a lot of times it's like two or three guys who never worked before, never knew each other. Right. And suddenly they're thrown together for, for several days. It's almost like this weird, like, uh, psychological experiment. So, uh, 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 me and Richie, we knew each other. We were, we were actually a, 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 a duo, not a duo, not a comedy duo. But he was my opening act. I took around uh, the country with he him. He would drive you. Yeah, and I, I was this dinosaur. Yeah, right. I was I was this flying Dutchman. I was this this old. Out you of, were a has been, has been, yeah, yeah, pretty, yeah. And I was the the opening guy. You who were you, DJ was a washed up comic. Richie, you were a never been. I, comic. Yeah, I was a never, <laughs> I, and I, I was a retired cop. Retired cop. And you and I had become friends, mm-hmm. and and I and you started taking me on the road right, with you. Right, right. And I never, I had so much fun playing that part because oh, it, it was so easy. Like when I read the script, I'm like, I know this guy. Yeah, you know, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I've been in condos with this, this guy. This is something I uh, uh, compliment to you is, uh, and people out there don't realize this. One of the hardest things to do in acting is to be funny. By not, not being, being funny. funny. Yes. You were trying so hard to be funny and failing that it was funny. <laughs> <laughs> and it was all a choice. It was all a choice but, but, and out of but, but acting. But through it your wasn't. character, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, um, I'm watching, uh, speaking of which, I'm watching uh, uh, I'm Dying Up Here, yeah. season oh, two. So good. And Brad Garrett is playing a Rodney Dangerfield type character. And he's playing, It's he's kind of an asshole. Yeah. And I'm, ge- and I'm like, well, good for Brad Garrett. To you know, who's so famous for playing Ray's brother and blah blah, blah and a great yeah. comic, to not be afraid to go and play this part because yeah, a lot very of very serious, yeah, yeah, like yeah. 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 But yeah. there are there are the sides. If you watch the show, he is a good guy with certain, but he treats the com- the younger comics like shit. Yeah, and, and I'm like, you know, and he's not like that. For, you know, Brad and Garrett, he's not like that. You know, yeah, and you people sometimes forget that. Yeah. yeah. So and yeah. So that was like for me too. A li- I mean, I know it was a much smaller level, but to be going, oh wow, I'm playing a guy who sucks at this. Yeah. It was, you know? and and, and I, the whole cast was amazing. DJ, you had this character down that was almost like this super edgy guy on stage, but in reality, you were like a born again. Well, yeah, part, uh, part on the wagon. I, I, I was a, I was a party monster in the eighties, and, and I yeah. sobered up and being born again was kind of part of my sobriety, where I kind of like. Uh, would read Bible verses every day. Yeah. And I, but then and there's a streak <laughs> behind all this. There was a streak in you of like very a- angry, a very controlled, angry man 
once you started drinking again. Oh yeah, and yeah. It was yeah. Uh, it was so cool to see this guy who's this jovial, lovable, like, hey, I'm everybody's buddy, and then all of a sudden get a couple in them, and it's like, oh shit. Yeah. He yeah. turned a corner. Yeah. yeah. It was really good. Kara. I mean, Kara was oh. wonderful. She was on what? Jack. Two, we, two scenes. She, she was, was in amazing. two scenes, and after the show, everybody would like felt like she was on the whole time. Yeah. She. Re- I, I told her here at rehearsals that you raised the bar for everybody. Yeah. yeah. And she Melissa. Was, yes. Oh my God. She's hilarious. hilarious. Came in, and I got to be honest, and I'm when I watched her in rehearsal, I'm like, eh, she's, I don't know if this she's gonna not going to work. This isn't going to work. She and then she, it. you took her and went with her, and she, whatever you gave her. I think you. I get. I'll say what just, the note was. I think it was David Lee Roth yeah, or something. I told her to watch David Lee Roth videos and, and realize that's who you are. And she as a woman. came out in one of the final rehearsals, and just blew me she away. She was so was like, goddamn wow. funny. Yeah. So goddamn. Because the thing is, that's hysterical. Is it's a play about comedians. It's not funny. Yeah. It's right. very Seri- serious. Yeah, it's a very serious play. But, and then there are a couple really funny moments, usually not by the comedians. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody Yo, else right. is funny. Yeah. And yeah. then, uh, Dan, Dan cracked me up. Oh, I, I didn't think we ha- it was going to happen yeah. until the very end. I had a lot of fun on stage with Dan. Yes. Because yeah. there was a lot of times where DJ would have a long monologue or he'd be talking to Kara f- and they'd have, and Dan and I are supposed to be watching TV and we had more fun coming up with little things without yeah. upstaging little, them, little and, you know, because yeah. well, uh, he and I, our characters hated each other. So, you guys had a total flip-flop during the show, well, too. Yeah, because, well, there's a classic dynamic going on in the story because Dan played the middle act who was actually an up-and-coming phenomenon. Right. And and through the course of the weekend, the club owner decides to switch us, so I'm no longer the headliner. Right. I have to yeah. deal with that. That's part of the anger. It's supposed yeah. to be the, the students becoming the teacher yeah. moment. Right, kind of. But there's yeah. also a lot of... There's a there's there's a wrench thrown in. Yeah. There's, and you guys flip-flop because at the beginning, you kind of look at you as the bad guy. Yeah, yeah, and, and yeah, then halfway yeah. through, you guys kind of flip, and it yeah, you it's flip not only the opening one. the headliner, you flip good guy to bad guy, and yeah. he, he's the one you feel sorry for, right? Yeah. Plus, plus the middle, um, he's, he's married, he's on the road, and but, he brings brings home a groupie. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's yeah. when I turn uh, on. Yeah. Um, in my yeah. head. But the funny thing is, there were a couple of scenes at the end where he and I have to go toe to toe. Yeah. And, and, we're, and, and it's supposed to get heated, and we're getting really close, and our bellies are in the way. <laughs> <laughs> we can only get so close. Yes. They can they can swing <laughs> as much as they want. They weren't going to connect. <laughs> Thank God it was a big stage. Yes. <laughs> our faces never met. No, not even close. <laughs> it's like Tyrannosaurus boxing. <laughs> <laughs> That's why DJ's DJ, because I was going to say some things I'm like, not no, even close to as funny. Was, I think we should get out on that. That was drink jokes and storytelling. Thank you, DJ. Thank you. Last call. Thanks for listening to Drinks, Jokes, and Storytelling.